0: Welcome to the gap. This is gap. They should have never gave you platform. Start the start the clock. Start the clock. Oh, y'all like how my clock? (laughs) I'm saying clock, y'all. I know it may sound like I'm saying I don't want to get demonetized, so I won't say it. What's good with y'all out there? <laughs> hey, I'm your lovely or hated host, Kamal, aka The Black Seinfeld, aka Magic X. This is another episode of The Gab. Hey, man, for my tubers out there, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming, but just like the rest of the tubers say, I'ma say the same thing. Like a sub. Sub Jeez. a shit. Toasty. share a comment, comment a like, y'all know what to do, most of y'all smart out there, you feel me, for my potters though, I'm on Google Podcasts, I'm on Apple Podcasts, I'm on SoundCloud, I'm on Spotify, I'm on iHeartRadio, 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 he- I iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio, yeah, across all those platforms, all you gotta do is type in the Gab, or Kamal Johnson ENT, and bam, I pop right up! Okay, I like to thank my sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop gonna be in the description below. Y'all go check out the fire ass garments made out of 100% African cotton. I guarantee a you, your sex appeal about by 11%. And look here, if it look good on me, it's gonna look good on your in between ass. Hey man, I got one of the best audience out there, so y'all know what y'all should be doing, right? Well, then do it then, damn it. Yeah. If they watching, at least they learning. I appreciate all y'all from the ugly to the beautiful, into the in betweeners. And good lord, there's a lot of in betweeners out there. All right, let's hop right into it. Uh, yeah, we gotta talk about um how white teens are looked at as teens, but black teens are we we adults? Jesus Christ! Few of us. Shit, when I became a teenager, I basically became an adult. You know why? Because that's how they perceive us. And yes, I'm going there today. I'm going to talk about the Jerry Jones situation and a little white boy that said the N-word and got his little scholarship from Florida Revolt, the little QB. All right, I'm going to talk about these situations and I'm going to correlate how to look at these white, you know what I mean? Let's start with the white boy that said the N-word, that was going to have a scholarship in Florida, and he got his damn scholarship revoked. Yeah. Yeah. I'm for it. You know why? Because now it's like, oh, now you see how it feels, how black teens are looked at as adults. these they, these cops be popping our teens they're criminal. They're adults. We got to treat them like adults. Oh, when they get in the goddamn penal system and shit, what happens? Treat it like an adult. Throw the book at them. Bro just got his little scholarship revoked for saying the N-word. And he was like, oh, I heard in the rap song, bro. I'm trying to be like G Herbo out here, bro. I'm trying to be like Lil Durk. Oh, my God. It's OK, bro. Just just say the N-word in the privacy of your own home. You don't gotta be public about it. You ain't gotta be on your social media saying it. But you know what? Eh, I feel the scholarship revoke. A little slap on the wrist. You know why? Because you're gonna get picked up somewhere else. Apparently he's a good QB. Somebody gonna pick his ass up. You'll be alright. Now let me hop into this. Jerry Jones. And how people were saying, like, he was a teen in that picture. They had a picture of him up in, in Arkansas when it was during, like, the segregation. And you saw the group of white boys that was keeping out the, you know, the black kids from going into school. And then you saw, By y'all Jerry Jones right there, like, damn. damn. I think, bro, I'm a future running back for my Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. But the thing about it is this. People were saying, like, yeah, photo old. He was just there. And even Jerry Jones was saying, like, I oh, was just a spectator. I wasn't like taking, taking too much account. I wasn't doing anything. It's like, and some like, people was like, he was young, he was a teen, this and that. I'm tired of that. Nah. Nah. He was in a picture where these motherfuckers was doing something egregious. And I don't give a damn if he was a teen. Because they treat our damn black teens as adults. He should get the same goddamn ridicule. I'm sorry. I don't give a damn. And we got... Stephen A. Smith talking about. He was up! He was up! He was up! He was, was on! Hold on, I'm doing it wrong. You know why? Because. Uh, he was a younger, He was a thing! He was a thing! He's a man! You know what I mean? We never not forgive him! Career is an Nigga. At what point do we balance the scales? I'd rather every teen be treated like a teen, but at some point, it's like, all right, y'all treating our, our black teens as adults. When, when when do we start treating these white teens as adults? When they're doing, like, certain things that's very detrimental. Especially towards black people. Huh? 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 Oh, yeah, I I, I wore a I wore sports jacket today because I, I wanted to get my... Be like one of these sportscasters out here. You feel me? Because we talking about Jerry Jones. And let me ask y'all something out there. When has Jerry Jones been beneficial to black people when it ain't beneficial to him? I'll wait. Enough waiting! Never! Never! Now, this is my thing. If we're going to treat Jerry Jones like this, where he was a teen in the photo so long ago, it was like he was young, I suppose no, forgiveness, all that, right? We have to do the same thing for our black teens. We can't look at them demonstrative if they do something when they're a teenager and it comes back up when they're older and you want to talk about, nah, no, bro, nah. No. Nigga knew what he was doing. Nah, uh, bro. Can't have that. That's hypocritical. That's hypocrisy. Now, they say a picture says a thousand words. and yeah. I think the word that was mainly said in that picture when the young teenage Jerry Jones was spectating black kids getting harassed by his peers. And he was just looking. I think some of the words in that picture was, don't let these niggas up the step. And Jerry Jones was like, I I, I agree with that. Unless you're gonna be running for the cowboys. If you ain't running for the cowboys, you ain't coming up these steps, boy. Jesus Christ. Yeah, But now nah, For real This kind of just shows how Like We give a pass to These white teens To do dumb stuff Say dumb stuff Be in situations where you're very questionable about it And stuff like that And we give them a pass where it's like Oh they were just a teenager, they were young They didn't know, stuff like that But when it comes to or black teens. or Even me when I was a teenager and I was living in Oakland and stuff like that. A lot of situations I was treated like I was like an adult. When it comes to policing, perspective on things. If I did certain things, it was like, bro, no. <laughs> why are you doing that, bro? I, was like, I get the consequences as of like I was an adult. And all I'm saying is, if we want to give the pass to these white teens for them to do these things... We have to give the pass for the black teens. We want to treat the black teens as adults when they do certain situations and do certain decisions and stuff like that. Well, we got to do the same thing for the white teens. Okay? Come on, people. What? What? Y'all hungry, y'all agree? Come on, man. Pick a side. Now, do I think Jerry Jones should get punished? We have to investigate further. Cuz um He was just just in the picture in the back in the background. It does look very suspicious. So So we have to deep dive a little bit more. Hmm. May, you know what Jerry Jones should do? He should Six things he should do. First thing he should do is, um... He has to publicly go out there and say that the Cowboys is not America's team. Two. He has to publicly go out there to black people and apologize publicly. Three. He has to give, uh, uh... We just say five. Five million. Five million. 5 million to uh, a black organization that's for black people not just scamming us. Okay? We get to choose the organization. Three. That's three. Four. Fourth thing he needs to do. Um. He, uh. He has to wash juice into his entirety. That's, That's four. Five. Uh. He, uh. He has to listen to the entire discography of Ice Cube. That's five. Yeah, he has to do that. And six. Can't forget the sixth thing. The last and final thing Jerry Jones has to do. He has to go to. Our black elite educators. Sit down with them. Have. Have. 30 minute to an hour meeting with each one of them. And uh yeah. He has to complete that course. I think that should be done. I think I think that's what Jerry Jones should do. Mhm. Yeah. I don't know. What y'all think? How do y'all What y'all think about that? How do y'all feel about that? Hmm. I don't know how I feel. <laughs> All right, man, enough of this, man. We about to get into the next segment right here. The sad segment. And I'm about to talk about this TV show that I saw on Netflix. It was it was really good. Like a really good uh TV show. You feel me? It was called um 1899. And um essentially, before I tell y'all the plot, you feel me, uh let me uh give y'all some stats. Since I'm a stat teacher. Uh, INDB gave it a 7.9. And Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 80%. The People gave it a 91%. Mm. Uh, frick y'all. You know why? Because I agree. I agree with all this scoring. It is like an 80, 90%. You know what I mean? It's pretty good. A little long. And some. This is what I felt. Why it. A doc is Knox from the pointing system. They were intertwining a lot of stories, which confused me at one point of the series. And then I I I got back on track like a couple episodes later on. I started I was like okay oh now I get it okay a little confusing mid midpoint midpoint of the series got a little confusing and it was like but other than that. The effects are awesome. The directing was awesome. The direction of this this was freaking awesome. Who directed Byron dead Byron Bo Adar? Great, great directing. Color palette great. The mooding was great. The the storyline was led into certain things, great, magnificent. Loved it. Yeah, this was this was pretty fire, man. Some of the cast I didn't know any people on this cast. Uh, Actually, the only person I think I've seen him in another show, I can't think of the name of the show, was the character played by Lucas Langard Sin. He played Crestor. And, um, yeah, I think I've seen him in something else. But The other cast member was Andreas Pitchesman. He played Eek Larson. Then you had Mathilde Oliveira. She played... Clements, um, yeah, there's other people on here I didn't really know. Their names is kind of unique, too, on here. So, essentially, like I said, this was a a mystery. This was like a sci-fi mystery, and I'm going to explain the plot because the plot of the TV series is actually very short, and it's like, it's very, a lot of detail into this, which made the series so long, but the plot itself was... Essentially, they were stuck in a simulation. That's all it was. They were stuck in a simulation. The main the main chick, which was played, like I said, by Mathalid Oliver Clements, she was uh basically she was a, a doctor. And uh how the simulation worked, they were in I guess 1899, and it was ships and stuff like that. They were on one ship. They got past, and the one captain found coordinates of the the ship called the Prometheus. And the Prometheus went missing, like, four months ago. And he saw the coordinates. And so then the captain was like, oh, we're about to go back. Because they were going from England to America. You feel me? Which, I mean, it was kind of funny how, like, they had had a black dude in there. And, like, he wasn't a slave. Okay? But I mean, kind of try to have his origin story. He was shackled. And it's like, yeah, you know I mean? I'm like, all right. But he was actually a French captain or whatever. And some other dude stole his stuff. Some other white man stole his goddamn identity when getting on the ship. But I digress. Uh, the captain went back and wanted to uh, find Prometheus because uh, it was showing that his family uh, was on there or something like that. But his family died months prior to like a fire or something like that and it was like okay so the doctor the thing with her is like she wanted to go back to the Prometheus because she was trying to find her brother and I think this was really tight because the final scene was like it it really had you in like a loop in in mind and it was like what god damn wow so this was the twist this was the plot twist, but I'm gonna save it to the end. Um, so she wanted to try to find her brother, and then essentially, oh, this uh is a is a German fiction show. So like, it wasn't even American based. So that's you know why I probably like the direction of certain things and how they uh really portrayed things. It was very artsy. It was very dramatic. You feel me? Um, so essentially. The captain went against everybody' wishes. Everybody on that boat, from the poor people which lived on the lower decks of the thing and were the ones shoveling the coal so the ship can run to the upper deck of people, the upper echelons, to the so-called privileged people or whatever. They all wanted to go to America. They were like, forget this boat. We don't heard things about this boat. It is not good. It's shadow people there, death, and all types of stuff. Let's just leave the boat alone. And the captain just could not do it. So he went against everybody's wishes. And in my head, I'm like, they're going to revolt. Like, you and like three other people want to go find this Prometheus thing because of y'all backstories. And so what happened? Yeah, they revolted. People started voting against each other. People started fighting each other. And it wasn't just the poor's fighting the rich. It was, everybody got intermingled. It was like, this beca- person became an enemy of this person. And you start seeing people's backstories and their past and how they come about getting onto the boat. And the main thing they didn't show you was, how did they board the boat? Do, you, do they remember boarding the boat at all? Hmm. So then it will start becoming glitches in the system. You know what I mean? And it was like a little boy. And basically the the doctor, she uh bumps into her husband. Her husband actually when they get to the Prometheus when there's an abandoned boat, he climbs onto the other boat. And he knows about the stuff, and he's like, yo, trying to get his wife to remember, like, yo, remember, this is a simulation. And would you start what they try that they tell you is that. Her father is the one orchestrating the simulation. I put in parentheses, orchestrating. Because at the end of the day, you find out he wasn't. He was a simulation of a simulation. You feel me? So then, uh, essentially, we're going to cut some of the fat. Because I'm telling you a lot of detail or whatever. People start going to war. They start fighting each other. And a lot of biblical things on this too. They had one episode called The Calling and what it was, it was like how you know in a Wakanda Forever uh 2 and you know how the uh the mermaids were singing hee ha hee ha hee ha That's basically what was happening in the calling. A lot of people were jumping off. One one chick, her mother ended up uh murking herself by jumping off the bridge and stuff like that. And then Another thing that happened was, like, this black plague stuff started happening. And one of the the chicks that was a madam, she touched it. And, like, her hands, she turned into a black black woman. And she was scared for her life. Cut. Yeah, she was like, I don't want to be a negro. Jesus Christ. She didn't say that, but. <laughs> that was her sentiment, bruh. They were like, no, I can't be black. Oh, hell no. <laughs> God damn. But yeah, she touched it. And it was like it was supposed to resemble like the black plague. She started getting sick and all this type of stuff. So a lot of biblical things in it. Then you had like one of the rich dudes that wanted to have sexual relations with one of the poorer dudes. And then you find out in his past that he how he got a scar on his eye was basically the one of uh Back in the day, I don't know if bro was a a slave owner or what. I don't know. But he had that family hemmed up and he was like, yo, I'm about to take away what you took away from my little boy. So essentially they said that that dude that had the scar ended up having sexual relations with his son. And he popped his ass, shot him. And he ended up having the R word with his sister while the... Freaking father and mother had to watch Hall tie and then the sister ended up killing that dude. So that was the whole backstory. But then the rich—that's why they didn't like the rich people, cause like dude was rich and he did all that demonic stuff. So then, essentially though, the rich, one of the other rich dudes that his brother—I think it was half brother—was a priest, or was his? I don't even call him brother. But it was freaky stuff happened. So. He liked the one dude with the scar and tried to have relations with him and stuff. And then the brother, who was a priest, got jealous. But then they had a scene where they start, the two brothers start, yeah, they start humping. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. And then like, it had the whole like biblical aspect of, like, how can you be... Homosexual, be be a man of the cloth. That thing was you know, that had a lot of deep meaning stuff, and then with the even when I said with the black dude, where the black dude was a French captain, but then he got uh he got um what you call it like he ended up knocked out somehow. He ended up in a cell, and the white dude stole his garments and stole his French garments and stuff like that, and it ended up marrying a chick that was in royalty. But this chick had more of a connection with the black dude because the black dude is essentially royalty, while the other dude he was a poor servant. But he did this so he could get to America because he's dying from a disease, a brain thing in his head. See, like that's crazy, right I'm telling you, man, crazy, crazy storyline. There's a lot of detail in this in this series. A lot of like things where it makes you think. It's like, oh, oh, cool. uh, but um I'm gonna fast forward y'all can see the rest of it and see more in detail for your damn selves. I'm about to just fast forward it. Um, they start figuring out that it was a simulation because she start having uh, the doctor start having like uh her memory start coming back and she, like it was a certain room that they saw uh, that she saw and she was like, oh, a memory came back and like she started remembering the dude being her uh, her husband. And the little kid being the son. They thought like these two were like demonic. And was like killing people. Because people start dying. On the damn boat. But like I keep saying. It's a simulation. And this dude knows it. So are they dying? Or is he waking them up from the simulation? Who knows? Um, But. What happened is. They started figuring it out. And what he did was. He ended up. Hacking the goddamn mainframe of the system, and the whole time you're thinking like, "Oh, it's her dad," and the dad has the computer, the 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 damn uh, TVs and stuff like that. But you would know make me question everything. I'm like, "How does Bert have all this technology in this? be 1899. Something ain't right. Something ain't right. Yeah, and so one of the later episodes, you see that." They encounter a dad, and the dad shows her that, like, yeah, you're actually, like, a scientist with your husband, but you're experimenting on your kid. Yeah. Which they were. And then, the whole time, I'm like, I never forgot, I'm like, where is her brother? She not found everybody else in her family but her brother. And that's the main person she remembered, and that's the main person she's been trying to find, is her brother. The whole time, I'm like, brother Anna Prometheus. Her brother ain't nowhere to be found. Like so, then last episode, crack the simulation, and the whole time they had a thing. It somebody, it was a woman was saying, "Wake up, wake up!" And it was like, damn, they gotta be in a simulation, and they all don't really know it. And at the very end, it's like the husband uh, and her. They cracked the code. They got her to wake up. She wakes up from the simulation. Guess what? Her brother is running a simulation. So her brother was running a simulation of her dad being the one that they thought was a simulation. He was the one hiding in the shadows. And When she woke up, they were on a ship and everybody that was in the simulation is all their sleep. And she wakes up and it's 2099. And her brother's like, what up? Glad you woke up. Now we can start doing what we are supposed to really do the end. That's it. Yeah, man. That was crazy. That was a crazy plot twist. That threw me on like, oh Dang. The brother the whole time was running a simulation on everybody and used the father, which would be his dad, as a puppet. And the simulator was running 1899. Now, why was he running a simulation? I don't know. Maybe... Maybe they gonna make a number two. Maybe they're gonna do twenty ninety nine and tell why, cause they're in outer space at this point. It had a whole thing it was like, oh, from the sea to the outer space, and it's like, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I found this to be a, a kind of thrilling ass series. Like I said, the only thing that downfalls is this is like in the middle is kind. It get kind of confusing because there's so many storylines and they're interweaving stuff. So you'd be like. So you gotta really pay attention, but other than that, the theme, how the storyline went, the plot twist the the narration, even the characters how they're acting the character build up or whatever the color palette the, the, incredible this' a really good show you feel me um you know, I don't tell y'all if y'all should watch it or not whatever I ain't I'm just giving you my spill, okay once again, that was eighteen ninety nine on Netflix, y'all go check it out if you want, man. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. All right, enough of that. Y'all know what time it is. Ooh we it is. Meme Meantime, time. oh snaps! And I got some juicy memes for y'all. Y'all know how I ain't even got to tell y'all what type of memes I get because y'all should know how the format of the show go. So we got a meme right here, and it got like four squares. Into the right squares, it got the the a chick. Laying down, cartoon chick, and then on the left, it got a brain. And it reads The brain says, Are you trying to sleep? And the right side has a chick, Yeah, so shut up. And then the brain says, Why do you never see the shadow of a flying plane? Oh my God. Oh. And then she wakes up, like, Oh my God. You're right. Am I in a simulation? Ha. <laughs> To, this is how you be sometimes, bro. You just be thinking about stuff, man. Have your brain racing. You be just wide awake because of those questions. All right. On to the next meme. Got the Star Trek, you know what I mean? Star, Star Trek, bro. Like, hey, bro. You know what I mean? And it reads, if the universe is a simulation, whatever simulated simulated it can also be a simulation. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that's how this goddamn show was. The show 1899, that's basically what happened. That's essentially what happened. Yeah. It's Like, hey, bro, it's a simulation. A simulator could be the simulator of a simulator. What? I sound like the Riddler. I'm the simulation Riddler. What? Wow. Wow, y'all. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Lordy Lord. All right. I'm just talking about Netflix, right? You feel me? And and, in this meeting, we got Robert De Niro. And uh, it reads Teenagers in the Netflix series. I'm 15 years old. (laughs) Hey, bro. Why Netflix be doing that, bro? Why y'all be having the teenagers be. Look at, they, they be grown ass men and women. Y'all trying to play them off as teenagers. Man, y'all got some nerve. Netflix teenagers, man, really be adults. Yeah. <laughs> Treat them like adults. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Enough of this, man. Hey. I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate uh, uh, Tube audience, my Twitch audience, my Reddit family, my Pod family. I appreciate all y'all, you feel me? Hey, once again, this is another episode of The Gab. I'm your lovely or hated host, Kamal, a.k.a. the Black Seinfeld, a.k.a. Magic X. Hey, I got the best audience out there, so y'all know what y'all should be doing, right? Well, come on, people, do it then, damn! What you waiting for? Jeez, if they learn, at least they, I was about to say, if they learn, at least they watching. If they watching, at least they learning. God damn, am dyslexic. Wow. Hey, man, like I say, man, I appreciate all y'all. And look at here, man, for my tubers out there. YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video order channel booming. Just like the rest of the tubers say, I'm going to say the same thing. Like a sub. Sub a shit, Jeez. share a comment, comment a like. Y'all know what to do? Most of y'all smart out there, you feel me? Hey, for my potters, though, I'm on Google Podcasts. I'm on Spotify. I'm on SoundCloud. I'm on iHeartRadio. And I'm on there's Apple Podcasts. I almost forgot Apple Podcasts. Good Lord. I'm doing good numbers on there, too. Jeez. Hey, across all those platforms, all you got to do is type in the gab. Or Kamal Johnson, ENT. Bam, and I'll pop right up. You feel me? Yeah. Once again, man, I appreciate y'all. And on that note, I'm about to be out of here. Oh, before that, i like to thank my sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop is going to be in the description below. Y'all go check out the fire-ass garments. I guarantee a will boost your sex appeal up 52%. And look here, if it look good on me, it's going to look good on your in-between ass, okay? And like I said, I you know, I like I, the in-betweeners, the ugly mugs, the beautiful swans. Y'all all are appreciated, okay? And on that note, I'm going to hit y'all with the same ass now. Uh, Jerry Jones, uh, Jerry Jones, he, he's a good man. Yeah, all yeah, yeah the, the picture was taken when Jesus was walking, okay? And why should we, yeah, yeah, I dare you people, talk about Jerry Jones. This was good. This was scary